Pop Culture Affidavit episode 125, back in Baltimore. Hello and welcome to episode 125 of Pop Culture Affidavit, the podcast that takes a look at everything random in the world of popular culture, which is brought to you by the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network. I'm your host, Tom Panneries. Well, it's October of 2021, and that means it's time for another Baltimore Comic Con. Not only that, it means a return to the con as we know it, pretty much, with in-person appearances, opportunities to browse and shop, and everything I love about going there uh, once a year. And as I have in years past, I drove up on that Saturday morning. It was there for the entire morning and part of the afternoon, and I'll be talking about who I saw, what I bought, and also have live from the con audio, as I usually do. But first, I have to start off by saying that, man, I, I needed this. I just got back yesterday, so I'm recording this on Sunday after get back, getting back on Saturday, and this is being released pretty quickly. And uh, this was one of the brightest parts of a 10-week period that's been some of the most stressful I've had in recent memory. Um, the return to work, uh, the complications that have come with it, uh, my anxiety has been through the roof since mid-August, and I found myself burned out, um, suffering from, from some depression and really, uh, you know, I, I usually, it's been a long time since I felt this, uh, as, as part of my job. And, um, I can think back to maybe 2016, 2017, where I really, really felt this way. And, uh, usually this podcast and my other podcasts are what kind of keeps me going, the things to like really look forward to. But, um, I was really struggling there, especially within the last few weeks. Um, I've been trying to put together another episode that was just taking forever to write. And I have other things in the pipeline and, and all these ideas, but that, that energy that you need to just, you know, really indulge your curiosity to podcast. Um, it hadn't been there. And uh, getting the opportunity to go with Brett up to Baltimore and just have a fun day, like running around, talking to people, looking through a lot of comic bins. Um, it was really, really fun. And, and I really, really enjoyed it. So uh, that's going to be, that's really what we're going to be, be talking about. And I'm hoping that this kind of gives me a little bit of a shot in the arm here. Um, you know, especially as I start to rethink kind of where my energy goes and is distributed across various things, because, you know, this is something I love to do and, and I, I hate that it was falling by the wayside. So anyway, before I even get started with everything, I would like to thank everybody who has been coming along with me this whole time. 125 episodes, man. I'm almost 10 years, almost 10 years into this podcast and, uh, and I, I really don't have any intentions of stopping, so you're kind of stuck with me. But in the meantime, um, I'm going to start out with some audio that Brett and I recorded while we were just waiting in line. You know, we usually get there at about 8 o'clock in the morning, 7.30, 8 o'clock in the morning. We were there, we were maybe like fourth or fifth in line. 
And, you know, by the time the con opened at 11, there was like a, a huge line. And by the time we went to lunch at around 1130, 12, uh, the con opened at 10, sorry. And by the time we got to lunch at 1130, 12 o'clock, it was out the door around the block. So we were really, really pumped that um, that we were smart enough to get there early from Northern Virginia. And honestly, the only reason we leave that early to be that to be two hours early is because if you were too late, too late from Northern Virginia, um, you get stuck in traffic because I-95 sucks. And you've heard me rant about that before. But anyway, here's Brett and I in line at the con kicking things off. All right, so we got, we, we did it like we usually do. Um, it wasn't too hard, you know, we thought, yeah. we thought that getting in here for the COVID stuff was, was easy. Yeah, like, because we were both already vaccinated, so, like... <laughs> yeah, so, they, well, and we always we always get here, like, first in line, and that's the mistake I made the very first year I did this. I got here closer to when the con actually opened, and the line was around the block. Yeah. Well, I was telling Mom, one year, I'm like, one year, either this or another con, I'm like, we're going to do the whole weekend, you know, come in on Friday, mm-hmm. or just come in Saturday morning to Saturday, Sunday, and get a hotel room or something. Yeah. Do you think and there you, go the VIPs. Do you think maybe one day when I'm older we could go with mom? Maybe. Well, I'd love to do Dragon Con in Atlanta. Yeah. That I've heard is really cool and crazy with the cosplay. And, I would and like stuff. So one yeah. year maybe we'll, we'll try to we'll try to get the tickets and especially after everything kind of calms down. Uh huh. So I really do wish I made that coral cosplay. I think I just I got way too demotivated in summer and I was yeah. like, yeah. But you know what, though, you could always think about it for next year. I mean, this year is a little weird with the with the masks and everything. So yeah. But the getting in the door was easy because all we had to do was flash our a picture of our vaccination cards and ID, and then we went to. So and then we just we went ahead and got our tickets. So yeah, so we've been sitting in line for parked here inside so we get to sit inside the convention center for two hours yeah and then um, sorry to go off track here but I did come up with a sort of pseudo idea for like a grim cosplay all I'd need is to make a cloak uh-huh. and then get maybe like a black wig that I could style to look like horns yeah um yeah no so. one no one would know what I was alright so so what are these co- the cosplays ideas you have what are they from they're from Hollow Knight, my favorite um, indie game that my mom introduced me to. Yeah. Um, she did not ask me to say that. Uh, but it's my favorite game. There are two characters. Um, the whole, like, not gimmick, but, like, the whole idea with the character design is all of them are based off of bugs. Um, for example, Quirrell, my favorite character, he's supposed to be, I want to say, like, a beetle. Mm-hmm. But he's this, like, warrior who, and traveler who travels throughout the land and... He was a servant of another character, and I'm not going to say too much without spoiling it. Uh-huh. And then Grimm is the main antagonist of the Halloween DLC, and he runs this circus troupe, and he help, and he wants your help so that he can turn, so that he can run a ritual um, to help him be reborn as a new deity. Right, yeah, but so I know you're playing a lot of video games, but you've. You started reading, like, actual mainstream comics as opposed to, like, the kids' comics. Yeah. So what have you been reading lately? Uh, my favorite series, sadly it was a limited series, is um, Extreme Carnage. Uh-huh. So that's one of my favorite series is right now, Series right now. I've just been reading a lot of Spider-Man, um, stuff like that. Okay, and what are you wearing right now? 
I am wearing a carded shirt with a dark red hoodie over it. Yeah, and I've got a Marvel t-shirt on, so we're, we're going Marvel this time. I really haven't done any Marvel. I, this is like the only Marvel t-shirt I have, So, and I just bought this recently. Because the DC ones I was looking at weren't... Just nothing was nothing was really turning me on. I think I still have that one that was signed. It's just do- doesn't fit. Anymore. Yeah, I think we gave that one away actually. So. We did. Yeah, yeah. But that was pretty cool. You still had the you still had it. We didn't preserve the signature. No, no, it's okay. Um, so I've got the pictures of 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 him signing it. So mm. and then um, so what I did was um, I always print out the hall map before I go, and then I transfer it into the program so i have our kind of mapped out i only have i have 10 booths marked off but three of them are merchandise ah so this is comics this is comics and this is that minifigs booth in case you were interested in checking those out and i know you want to see if there's a mystery box booth so we'll look for that as well that's typically near the entrance yeah so i'll I'll try to see if if, Um. uh if if i can find that later when after we're done recording here but um but yeah, we have, and then, but there's only a few creators because I was looking at like actually what I have from current books, and then like how willing was I to stand in line? I think our, I think our, our thing is going to be more about um, shot a lot of shopping today. Yeah, I know a lot of shopping. Yeah, we didn't see a lot of panels that we were very interested in. I am hoping to find yeah. a Mace Windu pop. That is my quest for today. Okay. Um, because one of my best friends, Noah, his birthday was yesterday uh-huh. actually um but we're celebrating it with him on sunday and his favorite star wars character is mace windu so i wanted to get him a pop figure yeah so we're we're gonna start we, we're gonna go in in about maybe a half an hour or so um 25 minutes 25 minutes. um our first stop i'm gonna try to go uh i'm gonna try to sneak around and um get a bunch of signatures as quickly as i can and then we'll we'll do some shopping and stuff. So we'll we'll be back. Hopefully we'll be able to talk to a couple of creators too. Yeah. All right. So anyway, as I always do, I, I have my plan um, for the day. I had gone through all my creator list, um, you know, a few weeks ago. I narrowed it down to about five or six creators. I had shuffled a few around because a few people did cancel. But I figured um, in planning this, I, I I really did want to shop. I really didn't want to spend a ton of time standing in line for people. And um, I decided that I would narrow it down to uh, just just a select few. And if I was going to pare them down even more, it'd be, it'd be a standing in line thing. And honestly, I don't think I really stood in line for a very long time with, with anybody. Uh, maybe one or two people behind when we were when we were there. And uh, so it, uh, out of the seven creators I listed I that I actually ultimately did decide on, I only I got six signatures. I still was standing in line for John Beatty. I heard that his price for um, signature was $10. I was like, that's a little steep for three nom covers that I was going to have him sign. Um, but uh, so I did skip him. I may pay that price next time I see him at the convention because I do have this Secret Wars poster that, um, especially if Mike Zek comes back, that I would love to have him sign. So that is a possibility. But but as far as as far as that was concerned, I didn't go for it. But of those six, I talked to three of them. You'll hear them in a bit. But first, I'm going to run through some creators I met and did not get a chance to to interview. Either I was too tired, we had a very quick conversation, or in the case of one of them, he was in the middle of drawing, I didn't want to interrupt too much, 
The first of the three is Becky Cloonan. Um, I was trying to find creators who are more now than a lot of the veterans because I have a lot of older comics, and but I have been buying new stuff. So she wrote the the DC, the future uh, state in Mortal Wonder Woman series, or she wrote or illustrated it. And um, I was... I really like this series. I haven't really started buying a lot of the stuff that came out of there except for Nightwing. and uh, But I do have the DC Infinite app, so I might start kind of going back and checking some of the earlier stuff out, maybe get caught myself caught up. But I thought it'd be pretty cool to have her uh, sign some stuff. And uh, she's got some really, really cool stuff that she's put together uh, that Brett bought a pin from her that was, was really, really nice. So that was cool. And then right next to her was Amy Reader. And Amy Reader uh, wrote and drew... Amethyst, the Wonder Comics line Amethyst from a little while ago. And Brett had the whole six uh, issue series. So he brought issue number one. And I had this great horror compilation special of ghosts. Um, not the 1970s series, but it was a it was a vertical special that DC put together with the same title back in 2012. And Amy Reader drew as great silent piece uh, that was written by Cecil Castellucci. So um, what was really cool is when I, when I handed her the book, she uh, she said, oh yeah, I wrote, I said, you wrote this really great story in here. I wanted to have you sign this. And she said, yeah, she, she said Cecil Castellucci wrote it. So she remembered doing that. So that was, that was pretty cool. I'm glad that like, you know, um, you know, when I bring some random story that's like, you know, not recent, that is almost 10 years old, somebody, you know, responds nicely to. But my big get out of the three that I did not interview was Brett Breeding. Um, he's been on the guest list at Baltimore for a number of years now, and I always miss him. Um, either he's just not there, he hasn't arrived, he's on a panel, whatever. But every time I've gone, and I've gone with something Superman in my bag, he has not been there. But this time... Um, Brett and I had split up a couple of times, um, just looking around. And, and at one point, he was across from Amy Reader. And at one point, um, Amy Reader wasn't there either. And Brett texted me and said, hey, the Amethyst lady is here. <laughs> so I said, oh, I'll be right there. And we went and got the comic sign. I noticed Brett Breeding was over at his table. So I, um, you know, it, he was charging five bucks a signature. I had six things. So I did spend $30. But again, that was one I was willing to spend the money for. Um, and I got my trades for Panic in the Sky, The Death of Superman, and World Without a Superman signed. And now I have like six or seven signatures on that Panic in the Sky trade and, and a bunch on both of those. And then I have like, I think he's like my sixth or seventh on the Superman The Wedding Album special that I've had signed over the years by various Superman creators. That was really, really special. And then I, I gave him the who's who profiles for blades and lord satanus that he drew back for the uh, loose leaf edition and the reason i gave him those was that he drew them and that didn't just ink them i had a couple others in my in my uh bag but but you know again five bucks i was like all right i have to pick and choose and and he was like oh wow you know i haven't seen these in years so again i, I love getting those signed um i think they were one of the first things i posted to uh twitter the other day so that was that was really special, and I'm really glad I got to knock out another you know um, signature on on those on those books. But the other three creators I got were uh, people I had some conversations with, and you're going to be able to hear that in a minute. They were Cliff Chang, Wayne Van Zant, and Tom Zoller. 
Tom was my Tom. I've talked to Tom a couple of times before now, and uh, he recently is just about recently started. It's just about to wrap up a Kickstarter for another edition of Love and Capes, and uh, that's what we talked about. He was my first stop. Like the minute we got into the convention, the minute the con opened, he was the first booth I went to. I'd literally mapped it out to make sure that I was was able to see him. And uh, I went ahead and bought a copy of his long con game. And I also bought this really, that really cool print. If you follow him on social media, he had this great print of Captain Kirk with a bunch of women lined up. Um, he, he signed it and I bought that from him. So here's uh, Tom Zoller telling you guys a little bit about his Kickstarter for uh, Love and Capes in, uh, in COVID. Yeah, so I'm doing a Kickstarter for Love and Capes during the whole COVID thing that you may have read about in the papers. I decided to put my characters through COVID as a way of me coping with it. Everything takes place like six months in the past, so it's all accurate. I didn't have to figure out what was going on, because Lord knows I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. Uh, it was originally just going to be this offhanded like 24-page thing. It wound up being 56 pages, and we're doing it as a Kickstarter to make a uh, like prestige format comic. Um, we've passed a lot of our stretch goals, so there are going to be t-shirts, there's going to be foil on the cover. Um, we're almost to the point that we're going to be doing notebooks. Uh, we're doing coffee mugs, which I'm so looking forward to because that's how I get through the day. Uh, it is the necessary fuel for me to do what I do. Um, but yeah, I've just been amazed by how many people come out to it. There are five of your Earth days left to be part of it. Uh, so if you're interested, I'd love for you to do it. Okay, cool. And uh, anything else you've got coming up beyond, beyond that? Anything in the pipeline that you're thinking of that you can talk? Sure. Um, my Cupid's Arrows collection is coming out. Uh, that was a Kickstarter too, but it's going to be in stores, and you can order on Amazon. You can order it on Amazon right now. It should be in stores in November. That's the that's the big. Th- and then I have the Patreon, which was what was making new Love and Capes. So I was posting a new page a day. I'm going to continue to do that as I do the next Love and Capes series. But what I will probably do is intersperse new episodes of Cupid's Arrows which isn't going to be picked up by Webtoon for a third season, but I left it on such a horrible cliffhanger that I have to figure out how to make more of it so that people don't come to my uh, table with pitchforks and and torches. (laughs) Yeah, I heard you were about to just fight somebody. You were talking about fighting somebody. Oh, some guy punched me in New York uh, on Monday. Yeah, they they, they thought my girlfriend and I were in a fight or something, and then he got upset and, like, open palms struck me in the chest, and... um, Fortunately, he didn't turn his hips enough, so it, it was fine. But it's just weird to be in that situation where you're like, "Am I getting? Am I getting in a fight?" Because the last time I was like in a real one, I was seven. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was. It was bizarre. <laughs> right. So where? Just where can people find the Kickstarter, the the Patreon, like all that stuff? Just all right. to so everything out. can be found at tomz.com, t h o m z dot com, or you can go to tomzaller, t h o m z a h l e r on. Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, uh, or you can just look up Love and Capes on Kickstarter and find it that way. All right. Thanks a lot. Thank you. After talking to Tom, I went to see Cliff Chang. Cliff Chang is somebody else I've also seen two or three times now. Um, He signed three issues of Paper Girls for me. I have the whole series. I just was trying to, you know, I don't like to overload somebody with signatures, so I chose three specific issues. Um, I was like, okay, I want to get these signed. One was the first one, one was the last one, and then it was 25, 25 or 26 um, that has the 
that was uh, Stella and I talked about on our episode where uh, where Mac and and one of the other uh, girls kiss. So so Stella was the shipperific one for you, and he was selling copies of Catwoman Lonely City, which is a recent DC Black Label book he did for five. He was selling them for five bucks a piece. So. I gave him my five bucks and I had him sign it because that's really cool. And and I had no idea he was putting that out. And because DC solicits stuff, I have been really, really bad at, at looking at. So here's me talking to Cliff about Paper Girls and uh, Catwoman Lonely City. So um, I teach high school English and this uh, one. And uh, I can't tell you how many of my students have read this. Really? Yeah, and uh, I, I feel uh, I feel like cool because I got done this at the ground floor. <laughs> right, right. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So I'm gonna ask, like, um, did you when you were doing all the '80s references and all the stuff for this, were you going from memory or were you just uh, uh, largely from memory? But you know, it helped to pick up some you know magazines from the period. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, and specifically like late '80s is gonna be different from. A lot of the pop culture, 84 kind of references, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, you're, you're kind of out of some of the the neon, day glow stuff, and you're, 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 you're moving to the 90s. And yeah. So, 88 is kind of like this weird in-between period. But uh, I remember what, you know, I had my own, like, junior high school yearbook that I could look <laughs> at and see what the kids looked like, and, and that was super helpful. That's cool. That's cool. And I, we, my friend and I both love the coloring. Oh, yeah, yeah. Matt, Matt Wilson did a fantastic job. Yeah. I colored the covers, uh-huh. but Matt does all the interiors, and oh, cool. you know he does such a great job of storytelling using color. Cool. And uh, I'm really looking forward to, to reading this. Thanks. Um, I'm really proud of it. I'm glad you picked it up. Yeah. Anything else coming up that we should know about? Or? No. Just this. This is my main thing for the next right. while. Well, I won't keep you too long. You got a line. So yeah. thank you very much. It's great seeing yeah, you. Well. Finally, Wayne Van Zant had a booth. You know, I saw Wayne Van Zant there like 2013, 2014. I was, it was very, uh, maybe about a year or so after I talked to him about working on the NOM. And we got the chance to talk. Um, plus, I bought a copy of the complete volume of Katusha. So last time I talked, when I talked to him, he had done the first two volumes of Katusha and now had all completed the whole thing. That's this huge paperback. It's enormous. I think it retail for about 35 bucks or so. And I also saw that he had an adaptation of All Quiet on the Western Front, which if you listened to In Country, you know is one of my favorite books. So I definitely had to buy that. I also bought some really cool prints off of him, or not even prints, they were original artwork. Uh, one was a page, I think we were both pages from Katusha, or at least one was a page from Katusha. Um, the others, uh, the other one, I'm not particularly sure. So, but and he was only selling for about ten dollars a piece, and I've never actually owned an original piece of art from um, that was used on a comic page, and I was like, this is really cool. So, uh, so here is mine talking to Wayne while he signed a bunch of my Nom comics, as well as my copy of Katusha and All Quiet and the prints that I bought. You know, it's funny. This, this issue here, uh-huh. um, that story, I have a good friend, Joe Donald, I've known him for years and years, who's a Vietnam vet. That story happened to him. And he told that exactly to the writer, and they put it wrote the story. Like, there's a guy being hung up on the, in the bushes with a stretcher, and they cut him loose. I recently did a 
There's this magazine out called uh, Full. Uh, oh, I've got it down there somewhere. I think um, Full Mag, uh, and it's uh, stories of uh, American veterans. Mm -hmm. And I did a story about Joe and that recently. Oh, cool. Not out yet. I hope to do some more for them. Now this storyline here, the, the the Joe Hallen one, yeah, that um, I always thought this was one of the better ones of the later run. Yeah, that, that we did. It was, that was five issues, I think, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. You really enjoyed this. I really enjoyed the whole story about this guy, you know, coming home and having to go back and just this. Yeah. Really, really sad. I liked how it was uh, as much action as it was. It was um, psychological, you know. What you? I tell you, you know. If you don't make them real people, what's the good of them? Yeah, you know? yeah. It's, um, um, I know, uh, it, it, it's like, you know, I, I used to love the, of course, the DC War Comics when I was a kid. No, mm -hmm. They were good, but. You didn't get into a whole lot of personalities, you know? I uh -huh. mean, the main object, you know, knock out that machine gun there, so. Yeah. Be uh, yeah, a member of Easy Company or something, you know? It, it, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm gonna, I am gonna buy this, because like I said, oh, okay, I had, great. I have the, when you had the smaller yeah. graphics, you haven't finished it, so I think it looks like you completely finished That's it. That's the whole thing, you betcha. Yeah, looks like uh, it's gotten some, some recognition. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Well, yeah, um, this award from this Military Writers Society of America, um, and, um, I, I tell you, I've had really good, I don't think, I've never had a bad review. Um, and if you go to like the Amazon and look it up in there, uh -huh. it's just like one right after them, and a lot of them are by women. Oh, cool. you know, and, and so it's, I've really been, I've really been happy with the results to it. You been making this to you? Uh, yeah. Okay, what's your name? Uh, Tom. Tom. But, um, I had a couple of guys here yesterday that I'm, uh, that I've got stuff from before, one of them anyway. And they had read it, and they were real happy. And that's some good things to say about it. And then I have to buy this, because oh, okay. this is, um, I, I have taught English, high school English for years. I used to teach this novel when I taught sophomores. Oh, man, it's one of my yeah. all-time favorites. Yeah, well, I, for, I, you know, I, I don't think I'll ever want to read it again now, <laughs> but I had read it a number of times, and uh, um, it, it's a great novel. Now, I've been told about this, a novel called... Uh, a friend of mine, I forget the name of it, there's another novel for World War I, it's by a German officer, that they, it's in a completely different tone. This guy was like a maniac. Oh, really? And he was having the time of his life. He was, <laughs> he was a born killer. And what's the name of it? I'll have to look it up. I, I can't remember. I can't. Okay, well, thank you very much. But those weren't the only artists I got the chance to talk to. Over in Artist Alley, I bought a beautiful Captain Carter print off of Angela McKendrick for Amanda's uh, office, and uh, also got this a free 4 by 6 and I picked out a Wonder Woman one. And um, I had a chance to chat with her because she's some great, great poster artwork. Uh, she had some experiences. She was a graphic designer, and uh, it was great, great to talk to her. So here's uh, Angela McKendrick talking about uh, her artwork. 
right, so I bought a, a Captain Carter uh, print from you, and this is uh, your name and, and uh, where we can find you, and, and how you got, how did you get into it? Um, my name is Angela McKendra. You can find me Cuddles with Cats Art on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, wherever. Um, I worked in marketing for 13 years as a graphic designer, and after I got sick of that, decided I wanted to do what I wanted to do to have fun and make money, and so I started doing comic book shows. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, you've got all these great comic sci-fi movie posters, and the one I bought was, uh, it's basically a, a warp, a War Bonds, Defense Bonds thing with Captain Carter on it, which is awesome. Like you said, your favorite episode of What If. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that my was, wife's going to love this. She was awesome. Yeah. I love Yeah. She yeah. was brutal. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. I just wanted yeah. to... And yeah, you can find Angela at Cuddles with Cats Art on Insta and Cuddles with Cats on Facebook. And she also has a tea Public site for Cuddles with Cats. So uh, I would check her out. She's got some great, great stuff. Um, also in Artist Alley, I talked to Rod Van Blake. Um, I came across him while we were walking through there, did kind of a sweep around. I was like, this looks really interesting. It was a sci-fi series that he put together called Ancient Illumination. Um, three, He's got like three or four novels out, um, three in the Ancient Illumination series I just mentioned. He's got like a fourth one. And uh, he and I just, uh, you know, I was, I was really interested in what he had to say. And I said, you know what, um, let me interview you for the show. And I ended up buying three of the books off of him, um, plus got a free print from two free prints, actually, because I bought three books. So here is my interview with Rod Van Blake. Uh, my name is Rod Van Blake. I am the author of the Ancient Illumination science fiction series, basically based on beings of pure light coming to Earth during the day of the Cro-Magnon to teach mankind. And one of these beings of light basically thinks we're too dumb and decides to mutilate and experiment on us, which gets him in trouble with his own kind, so they exile him here on Earth, take away his ability to change into pure light, and then mandate that he teaches mankind. And so he stays, elevates a bunch of different societies, gives us technological advances, spawns a bunch of different mutant races, and he basically sits back and watches us fight over our differences. So it's uh, military sci-fi, first contact, space opera with action in it. And I put the military in there because I'm a former Marine. Oh, really? Yeah, so I yeah, put that in there, and it's evolved. There are three novels uh, currently, and we'll be working on the fourth novel in that series. And then I have the Nyambani Chronicles, which is a fantasy tale, which is another dimension to the ancient illumination universe. So all that stuff takes place in the Milky Way galaxy, mm -hmm. and then there's an alternate dimension that simultaneously exists where it's uh, sword and soul, sword and sorcery, Lord of the Rings type tale, but from my perspective, with the Orishas being the pantheon of gods that rules over that world. So yeah, that, right. that's the gist of it. Right. Ancientillumination.net is my author website. The books are available on Amazon and Barnes and & Noble, with the exception of the graphic novels, which are only available in physical form through myself or my artist, uh, J.P. Jackson. Very cool. And like I said, I'm going to link to uh, Rod in the show notes. Um, you really, really should check him out. His books are on Amazon and Barnes and & Noble. And uh, I will also link to uh, Angela McKendrick's stuff in the show notes as well, because I really do re recommend checking both of them out. And that really is, uh, that was Artist Alley for us. Uh, we Brett picked up a couple of stickers from a couple of people. He got these really cool Hollow Knight prints he's going to talk about. Uh, from another artist. We found these two guys that had done this gorgeous-looking tabletop with Spider-Man, Venom, and Carnage, and they were raffling it off, and they are like, you know, you could buy a raffle ticket, blah, blah, blah. 
I was like, dude, I have no way of transporting it. It was as big as the table I'm sitting in front of right now that would uh, that would seat about like maybe four people. And uh, so, but it was it was gorgeous. Uh, and uh, yeah, we had a great time. We, we did some shopping as well. And so what we did was leave about 2.30 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon and headed back from Baltimore to Northern Virginia. And in the car, as we always did, we uh, broke down what we were, uh, what we experienced and what we bought. And uh, here is me and Brett on our way back from the convention. All right, so we are on our way home. Yes, we are. Yeah. So um, before we before we get to kind of the stuff we did, so um, this is the first time we went in two years. Uh, this is, I think, the first time that you've gone where you haven't done the kids love comics pavilion. Yeah. I mean, we stopped by there because, A, I needed to sit down, B, we just wanted to see what was there. And I did end up getting the um, Mouse Guard, the first book, um, but we didn't do the panel. Yeah. Yeah, so, which is fine. Um, yeah. And we saw a couple of really cool things over that over that area, but, you know, you're, um, they, there was a, unfortunately, we couldn't go on Sunday, but there's like a young adult, there's a, um, a panel going on on Sunday uh, that is about young adult comics and stuff so oh nice yeah so but you got some pretty cool stuff um, so yeah. one thing we had to do so we had to um, show our we were talking at the beginning of the, of the convention as we were getting in that we had to show our vaccination proof and we showed our we, we had to wear masks the whole time yeah um, yeah I know your mask broke at one point because the strap broke but other than yeah that, that's happened before at um, school as well so yeah is it I mean I didn't find it hard to do the mask all day. Yeah, it wasn't hard. It was just um, I didn't. I I was uh, adjusting my hair, mm -hmm. and I accidentally pulled down in the strap, and it just broke. Yeah. So I just texted you, and then you had a backup mask, which was nice to have. Yeah, that was the that was one of the things that um, I was trying to make sure that we. Uh, that we were that we were prepared for that and stuff because I didn't feel yeah. like I would lose something. You still have yours, by the way. Okay, yeah. yeah. Yes, I do. In fact, still have it. Sorry. Um, we're driving in Maryland, and I took my eyes off the road for a split second, and somebody decided to jump on their brakes. So, all right. So I've got my eyes back on the road. All right. Um, okay. So as I was saying. Uh, so the mask front, but then again, you and I wear masks all day. Yeah, and I'll, I'll wear masks even if I'm just going outside to walk to a friend's house because, like, I think I'm just used to it by now. Yeah. So, all right, so that wasn't hard. And then the, we were in the smaller convention hall. This is the convention hall of the two, of the two halls in the convention center. Yeah. That, um, the last few times you've gone, we were in the bigger one. Yeah. Honestly... The bigger one, from what from this, my experience as a smaller one, and what I remember the big, of the bigger one, the bigger one seems smaller from what I remember. But I, uh, that might just be because there's more space for things to be in. Yeah, I think they packed the bigger one a lot more, and um, there was no celebrity signing booth this year. They didn't have anybody because, uh, uh, and, and what they used to do was in the they used to do that in the bigger one, and I think that's where they they 
this year they just had the tables for people in the food court. So there's that big open area food court. Yeah, that was by nice. the concession stands. So that um, was that was where we got to, to breathe a little bit because it can get yeah. really claustrophobic. And, it can also get really hot. Yeah, and if you're wearing a mask and it's super hot and claustrophobic, yeah. then that can lead to some not fun situations. Um, yeah, sorry to get us off track here, but. Am I misremembering, or was Adam Driver at one of the ones that we were at? Not that I'm aware of. Okay, it might have just been someone who looked like him. Yeah, so, and then we had, um, yeah, we actually, we got turned around a couple of times. There was one time where I was trying to walk back to you from the artist's alley, uh-huh. and I somehow ended up on the opposite side of the convention center, and I don't remember how I got there. Yeah, all right, so let's talk about a few things we got. Yeah. So I'll go into the comics and the graphic novels and the trade paperbacks that I bought um, in, in another part of the segment, in, the, in another part of the show here, because there were a lot of different things that I had to sort through them. Um, and I did interview a couple of creators, and so so you'll have heard that. Um, I'll go into just the random yeah, so stuff you, we found. So we picked up a lot of different random pieces of artwork and stuff. Um, for instance, I got a Captain Carter print from somebody who I interviewed as well. Uh, for Mom, um, got a couple of pop figures. You got a Haunted Mansion mummy pop figure. I got a yeah. Cobra Commander pop figure that I've, I've been wanting for a long time now. I bought a few pastel Hollow Knight prints. Um, yeah. A lot of stickers. Uh-huh. There were some artists where I wanted to buy prints from, but I was already like, well, I have like three prints already. I'm not going to buy another print now. Yeah, that's one of the things is like prints and posters. It's like it's really tempting because they're they're usually not that expensive. Yeah, they're like, like maybe twenty bucks a pop for yeah. some really good art. And some of the like the the Agent Carter, Captain Carter one was ten. Yeah, and then it's like, where am I going to put this on my wall? You know, so. Mm-hmm. Um, and just in the more random sides of things, um, one thing I did was while he was interviewing people and getting stuff signed, I would just sort of wander and just find stuff that I liked because, I don't know, yeah, I just yeah, wanted no. to. And um, I found a sort of dark version of the Master Sword, um, and I got the larger version, and it is over half my height. And um, for reference, I'm 5'8", so it's... Yeah, it's up to like the start of my chest. Yeah, well, I think your first year here, one of your first years here, you bought the Master Sword. I want to say it was either first or second because the next year I used it to cosplay as Link. I think it was the year where I didn't cosplay as anything, so it was third year. I yeah, think. okay. Yeah, because you you went and bought it at the convention, and then you you brought it because a couple of years ago in 2019, that was our last convention. And yeah. You cosplayed as Link, uh-huh. so which was really really cool. Yeah, it was a really cool cosplay. Yeah. I don't know if I'm pretty sure the vendors that I bought that my sword this year from were the same people that I bought the Master Sword from. Gotcha. Like years and years ago, because they had that. Oh, that was a gross trap. They also had that Master Sword on sale. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, and we had a couple of, and then um, so we got the pop figures. Um, there were a few really cool, there was those guys who had like all that oil painted art there and yeah, they were raffling cool. off this giant table that was, um, Venom, Carnage, and Spider-Man, um, in a print, I think, and, and, and it looked gorgeous. I took a picture, yeah. I'll post it to the show notes, but 
I'm like, hey, I told them, like, I don't have any way to transport that home even if I wanted, like, you know, but I really do appreciate yeah. the, uh, so now I'll link to that guy's site because it was really, really gorgeous. And, uh, you know, credit where credit is due. Yeah, this isn't someone we bought from, but this was just something I liked. There was someone just selling Nintendo Switches. Yeah. Like, just, you know, various collector's editions, like the Animal Crossing edition, the um, Monster Hunter. Uh, there was another one, but it was a, with a game I didn't really care about. And um, for for a limited edition Switch, they were at a reasonable price. They were at, like, 330 which is around the same price as, you know, like the OLED switch. Yeah. The other thing that I, I thought was pretty cool is that, um, like, you, we're stuck behind a Ford Excursion limousine. Um, one thing I thought was pretty cool that you pointed out was, uh, or inadvertently, so you noticed that um, when you go up and down Artist Alley, especially, you run into a lot of people who are selling artwork that is uh, very scantily clad women. Yeah. And um, now, if you ever flip through, if those are people who are listening who flip through previews, which is the, you know, the, the comic catalog on a regular basis, are just kind of nodding their heads like, yeah, that's like every other page of previews. But there was also a lot of like the like cuter stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, kids stuff. There's like, you really could find what you are interested in um, as far as like a comic or science fiction or fantasy fan anime yeah. anime and manga we were selling like tons of that stuff yeah there was um there was one vendor who I thought was really cool they had all this laser cut artwork but instead of just being wood like it usually would I don't know if it was laser cut it seemed laser cut to me yeah it was all made out of various circuit boards and motherboards, and we would have, you know, gotten something, but A, we had, we had a ton of stuff already, and B, it was 50 bucks each, yeah, which rightfully long. so, you, you're laser cutting a circuit board, I think you deserve to charge 50 bucks for oh, that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We just didn't. It was within our budget, we just didn't, you know. Yeah, no, I got you, but I did take, did take some pictures of them because they were really cool. There was like a, that was Medusa, or if it was just, um, what and then there was a space yeah. shuttle and a couple of other. Uh, they had like Bowser. They had the Imperial symbol. Yeah, yeah. So it was really, really cool. And again, there was just a lot of different uh, people selling posters. There was a movie poster booth. I was like, I the last thing I need is another movie poster. Yeah. So I, I did I took everything in my power to avoid the movie poster booth, <laughs> and I did avoid it. The one thing I so I, I, I the one thing I. Years ago, I came across a guy selling programs for old movies, but unfortunately, yeah. I did not see any of those. And, uh, but I was pretty impressed by the fact that they had a lot of the pop figures that we were looking for. No t-shirts this year, but I yeah. think that's okay. Yeah, I mean, we already got t-shirts in preparation yeah. for the con, so... We saw some pretty good cosplay, too. Yeah. Um, there was a group of people who were cosplaying as... There was three people. One of them was cosplaying as an Animal Crossing villager, and then the other two were cosplaying as the, like, fisherman and the bug catcher, who are Flick and CJ. CJ's an otter, and Flick is a lizard. Yeah. Um, so they were sort of cosplaying as that, so that was really cool. Yeah, I got a picture of the guy from uh, Mystery Science Theory 3000. Um, yeah. Marty and Doc from Back to the Future. I saw, I saw someone dressed up as Kratos from God of War, but they seemed preoccupied, so I didn't want to... 
when we were in line and I had seen this person again and I wanted to get her picture, but I, I totally missed her, um, so I never got a picture, but there was a, a woman who, well, she was dressed up as a Cobra officer from G.I. Joe, and it was uh, really appropriate considering that the mask is actually part of the costume. Yeah, I think I saw her a few so, times. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite cosplays, though, was the kid who was dressed up as Tobey Maguire in the um, scene where he dances down the street and he had a Bluetooth speaker in his pocket and he would just play the song from that scene and just dance. Yeah. So that was cool. Yeah, we're in a little traffic. Um, but yeah, we it, it went pretty well. So the, the other thing you did, and you've done this, I think just about every year you have gone to this convention, you have bought yes. a mystery box. So in the past you bought um, Steven, Pokemon. Pokemon? Steven Universe. Steven Universe. And I think that was it. Uh, Something else. Mega, like Mega Man. Yeah, Mega Man. Okay, so yeah. we did the third, the third um, one. And, and then um, we did buy Aunt Nancy a Bob Ross one, one of the, one of the first or second times we went. And I think we got an extra little box from that. Yeah, there was just some like, WWE t shirt or something. It so, was, right? Yeah. yeah. I think we just sold that, right? Yeah, I think I just, I think I gave it to Goodwill or something. So what did you buy this time? So this time, the pickings were kind of slim. I think that's because there was actually another mystery box booth over somewhere, but their selection was kind of just nothing I was really into, and it was way pricier than these ones. Okay, yeah. Um, and it was kind of random. But we just got this sort of comic superhero box. They said it was a mix of Marvel and DC. Okay. Um, they unfortunately didn't have the Game Boy box I was looking for, which is... I, four, that's fine. Um, so, um, so I have that with me right now. And with your permission, we yeah, can open it ahead. now. Go ahead. All right. go ahead and open it. I'm gonna I'm gonna pay attention to the room as we get onto the beltway here. Okay. The suspense has been killing me. All right. So right upon opening it, we have a oh, oh it's a Robin oh, plush. Yeah, from the classic TV series. Um. I'll probably just put this on my desk or you can put it in your classroom. Uh, uh, so it's by Bleacher Creatures and the name is Seven Inch Bleacher Creature Jr. Yeah. Um, so there's that. So we, we got a Robin plush already. <laughs> I already see another thing I really like. It's an Iron Man mug. Okay, it's modeled after his head. Yeah, it's like just... the Pikachu one you have. Yeah, like the Pikachu one I have. So you can drink out of Iron Man's skull now. Oh my god. This is amazing. This is the okay. best thing I've ever seen. The next item in here is a Captain America pizza cutter. Nice. This is, this is amazing. A pizza cutter shaped like Captain America's shield. shield. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, there's a yellow box... Oh, hey, it's a Wonder Woman desk clock. Oh, cool. We can give this to Mom. Yeah. I'm just going to see what it looks like. Oh, wow, that's really nice. Cool, all right. Uh, I'm not going to open yeah, that up at all. the risk of damaging it. But that looks really nice. Cool. Uh, so we can give that to Mom. I'm trying to get it back in the box. Um... I like how the Iron Man mug is labeled brought to you by Surreal Entertainment. Uh, next up is a... 
uh, Arthur Curry as Aquaman sort of... Oh, it's one of those... Uh, it's one of those, like, pseudo-Lego, not actually Lego yeah. company action figures. Yeah, it's, it's the Jason Momoa Aquaman. Yeah. Or Arthur the Justice Curry. League, yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, this is something we're probably just going to sell. Uh, Deadpool salt and pepper shakers. Yeah, I can probably offload those. Can we keep the uh, Captain America pizza cutter? Yeah, we can keep the backpack okay. of Captain America um, pizza cutter. But yeah, there's uh, Deadpool salt and pepper shakers. It's two halves of his sort of mask logo. Um, and then there's a Deadpool bow tie. There you go. Oh, another pen. Um, it's an arc reactor pen. Cool. So it just sort of looks like the arc reactor. I think this is the last thing in here. Oh, it's a um, Supergirl keychain. Oh, cool. Like a really old one. Um, it's from the bomb DC Bombshells mm. series. So yeah, two out of most of those items we are probably going to... Yeah, well, the, the salt and pepper shakers and the bow tie will probably offload because neither of us is that big of a fan of Deadpool, but yeah, um, and yeah the rest of the stuff is pretty cool. Yeah, I just love the pizza cutter. It's oh, that's great. Very, okay, well, cool. Well, we are heading, we're sitting in traffic right now on the Beltway, just trying to navigate through this, and we are going to head do our usual job of heading to... Uh, through DC to Chris, to Alexandria and Krispy Kreme. We are heading That's home because it's uh, your grandma's birthday. So yep. we are gonna we're gonna do that. And um, yeah, we had a really good convention. We actually finished earlier than we thought we would. Yeah. But considering we're sitting in a little bit of traffic now, that's not too bad. Mm -hmm. So all right. Well, thank you for. In two miles, the freeway is on the right. Right, well, thank you for, for coming with me, and thank you for, for recording. No problem. Thanks right. for having me. So, yeah, it was a great, great con. I got a ton of back issues. If I'm, if I'm kind of filling in the gaps here of, of what I bought, um, including a pile of Conan the King comics or King Conan comics, um, I filled in some who's who gaps that I have. Uh, I bought a couple of issues of Wonder Woman, I've been buying up some issues of that old uh, Marvel series, Semper Fi. Also bought a number of comics and trades. Um, I'll put the, I took pictures of them, I'll put them in the show notes, but I, I bought some, uh, there was the, off the top of my head, you know, the, the, a really water-damaged copy of the the special edition of the uh, Archie Goodwin, Walter Simonson Manhunter trade, but for like a couple of dollars, I was like, yeah, I'll take a water-damaged trade. <laughs> Um, JLI, The Secret uh, Diary of Maxwell War Lord. I bought the Underworld Unleashed trade. Uh, Green Lantern, A New Dawn, the the, uh, the, the first, uh, collecting Kyle Rayner's first issues. You know, some, some stuff that I've always been meaning to read and, you know, in a discount trade bin, that's it's pretty cool to see. Uh, and we didn't fit any, fit any, really didn't fill in any gaps in my uh trade paperback needs but it was it was uh and, and but I got a couple of got a couple of marvel trades uh Brett got um some Spider-Man stuff and um I believe it or not bought the first volume of uh Quasar so thank you for for turning me on to that gene and uh so I get to get to go through all of those issues 
But yeah, so I really can't say enough how great this show is. Uh, there's still a focus on comics, and it feels really, really welcoming for everyone. Next year is once again at the end of October. I can't wait. I'm really hoping to go back and seeing what else I can get. So I'm going to take a quick break, and I'm going to come back just to wrap it up, but I would like you to hear this trailer for Stella's latest podcast about Jane Eyre, which just appeared over at the Fire and Water Network. So check that out. Go check out Stella's podcast and come back just in a minute. You said I was a liar. I'm not. People think you are good, but you are bad and hard-hearted. I'll let everyone know what you have done. I am a free human being with an independent will which I now exert to leave you. To marry you would kill me. I'm a badass woman. What's wrong with that? Can't hold me back. Yeah, I'm a badass woman. Just me like that. But I'm proud of that. I'm a badass woman. Dear Reader, a Jane Eyre podcast. Join me, Stella, as I look at the legacy of Jane Eyre by Charlotte Bronte through the lens of its varied and various interpretations. TV, film, radio, theater, sci-fi, er erotica? Pun intended. Does Jane Eyre transcend culture, time, place, and galaxy? Listen and find out. Coming soon to the Fire and Water Podcast Network. You can't ignore, you can't ignore no more. I'm a badass woman. And that'll do it. Um, I'll be back next month with two more episodes uh, in November here. So they're, hopefully they'll come a little faster than they have since the beginning of September when I wrapped up the 9-11 stuff. Um, I will be back with... A, my next episode of this show, Pop Culture Affidavit, I've got, I've been writing this for a while and I've been wanting, it was one of the things I wanted to do, which was about uh, PBS and my history of PBS. I was just thinking about how much of that channel I've watched over my 44 years on this earth. So I've done a whole episode, just kind of a retrospective about that. Then uh, later in November, I will have the second to last, the penultimate episode of Fallen Walls, Open Curtains. And you're going to see the same pattern in December. I will have a Christmas-themed episode. Uh, the world's too screwy at the moment for me to do another Festivus episode. So I'm, I'm taking Festivus off again, and I'm going to do some Christmas. And uh, then I will follow up on December 31st. I will have the final Fallen Walls open curtains. And, uh, and then I'm looking forward to... 2021 on 2022 i'll talk a little bit about that about that in uh, the next couple of episodes but until then uh, don't forget to leave an email comments follow me on twitter um and as always thank you very much for listening and take care Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Affidavit, which is produced by me, Tom Panneries. All clips are copyright their respective copyright holders and no infringement is intended. This podcast is a part of the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network, which you can find at twotruefreaks.com. If you like the show, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps the show get noticed by other people. Feedback via email can be sent to popcultureaffidavit at gmail.com. 
For show notes and essays and other things random in the world of popular culture, visit popcultureaffidavit.com. You can also follow this show on Facebook at facebook.com slash popcultureaffidavit and on Twitter at popaff, that's P-O-P-A-F-F. Thanks for listening and come back next time for more pop culture randomness.